Welcome to Friendly Competition, a podcast to discover the best of all time. I'm Nick Keller, alongside my co-host and best friend, Cody Lena. We discuss various pop culture topics and narrow it down to truly the best of all time. Or as we like to call it, the boat. But before anyone gets stepped foot on the boat, we put them into a Sweet 16-style tournament. We argue each round until we decide a winner. Nick, what criteria do we use when we decide who steps foot on the boat? Whatever the hell we want, Cody. You want to tell them what we're talking about this season? Absolutely. We are going to figure out what is the best boy band banger of all time. That is correct. And here we are in group A. And now here, just, just to give you a little bit of the setup, just to paint this. So as we go through, you wonder things. It is one song per boy band. Mm-hmm. We have looked up and used scientific metrics beyond comprehension. Yeah. Went into we the had fourth the nation's dimension. Best, the nation's best folks working on it. And we to say which one is the best song from that band. Some are easy, some are hard, but we but we have their best song. They are putting their champion forward to say this is the best banger that we have. So here in group A, we have Hanson's Mbop going up against. Oh, and first off, apologies. We're probably going to be singing a lot, and that's not <laughs> good for you. That's not good for us. But it's impossible not to when we're doing these bangers. So because we would get sued if we just played audio. So also we do not seed the bracket. So if your favorite song, Mbop. Oh yeah, if you're like, where is in sync? They're here. I promise (laughs) you. They're here. They're at the party. We do not seed these. We we made the list up and then we had it randomly generated. Mbop was seeded as number one, going up against the 16 seed BB Max back here. Then we have in the next matchup, we'll have the eight seed LFO Summer Girls going up against the nine seed Boys to Men End of the Road. Cody, yeah, where do you want to start here? Let's start at the top. Okay. Bob getting the number one seed for a boy band banger makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? It's, I mean, well, what's interesting about Hanson and 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 I think you and I both agree that this is a boy band. I don't think anyone yeah. is trying to dismiss Hanson as a boy band. But what I find interesting is, I mean, this is a, this is a, in all reality, a band from the jump. They were, yeah. they played guitars, ba- bass, uh, I'm piano. The Partridge family, basically. It's yeah. a family band, dude. It was a legitimate band. Well, let's talk real quick about how they, their geniuses and the fact that whoever found this band, discovered them and signed them was like out, they're out there in the jungles, right? The jungles of finding independent bands. Yeah. And they find a band of three brothers that all kind of look like JTT, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, <laughs> at the height of that JTT. At the peak fucking of, yeah. Can you guys sing? Yeah, we write our own songs. Uh, bop, bop, doo, bop, bop, doo, bop. It's like, yeah, that's fine. You look like Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Let's go. I'm riding this ship to the moon. Yeah. I mean, oh my God. But the thing is, and um, I know we will, uh, we're certainly not going to be crossing new ground here by saying, holy shit, is this song fucked up? <laughs> like this song, I mean, well, I don't think it's fucked up. It's okay. So if you want to believe the story that just these three boys who I think at the oldest at this time was released was maybe 14. I'm not looking that up. I'm just guessing. They wrote a song that is legitimately an incredibly fun meditation on what is the point of existence. <laughs> like, ooh, yeah. Mm. yeah. <laughs> like it's legitimately no joke. Look at the lyrics. But so much of it's like about how people will come and leave you and that's just life. I mean, literally one of the lyrics is like, you be gone in an umbop. And <laughs> like, gone in an umbop. like umbop is just a measure of time where it's like, and you be gone. 
you don't know. Like, it's just going to happen like that. And you're like, this is some weird, like Taoist, like existential transcendent shit. You be gone in Mbop. Yeah. Said. And so it was so. And so it was so. And in Mbop, they're gone. I mean, it's like looking at like people in your life and just being like, I don't know. They were here. Now they're not. Maybe, you know, whether they walk, maybe they left you. Maybe they died. Whatever it is. It's just like, you know what you got to do, though? Oombop! And just keep moving. Keep that shit rolling. Like, <laughs> I can't tell if it's either like a, like an in denial way of looking at life or if it's like a just a legitimately like, hey, man, we're not going to be around that long anyway. So you can either sit here and be bummed out by all this stuff or you can just fucking party. I don't. And just oombop that shit away, man. Like, I don't know. And then we, we it's interesting. This, this this song is done a lot for charity as well. We had stop the bop. I don't know if you guys ever did that at your college, where they would go to the the we, we called it the muck, the university center, okay, where everyone just would chill during the day, and they would just blast mbop for as loud as they could over the speakers, and you had to donate a dollar to make it stop for one minute. <laughs> that's amazing, dude. Yeah. No, I've never heard that. That's a fun. That's great. It's weird. <laughs> it's weird that we use this like because I. I I could see that happening at a lot of places. And it's it's weird because this song is very good. That's an earworm. It, That's why people don't like it. Because once you hear it, it's in your head for the next oh, you're fucking just days, dude. Yeah, good point. Good point. You know, I mean, you know, it hasn't really been stuck in my craw that much. BB Max back here. I think this is one of those songs. I think what was fun about making this list, amongst other things, was A, looking up like top boy bands and like top songs by boy bands and pulling together this list and then being like, and then like BB Mac comes up and you're like, oh yeah, those guys, I can listen to, that song probably goes hard. And I won't say that it doesn't go hard, but this was one of those where, and we're going to say this probably a million times over, where upon the reflection of the lyrics and hearing certain things, you're like, oh, that's not good. That's not okay. You can't do that. <laughs> For instance, Cody, you seem perplexed. Here's what I wanted to say. I, I'm only perplexed because I, I fucking I brought up BB Mac over here and I'm playing listening to it and I'm just like, this is a fucking banger. It goes, it's fun. And it's like it's got the nice harmonies. It is funny that uh, the way that this all shook out that the I think the only bands that actively play instruments the entire time they're on stage are yeah. going up against each other. Like, let's get that shit out of the way real fast. Yeah, well, this, is a, this isn't about being musically talented. Yeah, this is not gifted about musicians. Music. This is about no. sex appeal and if you can fucking rock a middle school dance. That's all we need. Yeah. And, I mean, Umbab we know has that. Umbab don't did that. I don't think- Back here- Wait a second, has Umbab ever played at a dance? I, this seems like an odd question to ponder because yes- I've never, uh, do you think about your- Well, you have to remember, okay. Well, we- I've danced to the suicidal back here, BB Mac bullshit, slow dance to it. We've had slow, at school dances, but I've never, Mbop's never came on and graced my ears. Well, okay. I mean, let's look at it from a few perspectives. Why don't we? One of them is that the song was released in 1997. So we would not have been in middle school. Let's see, 97. So in 97, I turned seven. So you're not going to hit middle school for another four years, five years. I don't know. That kind of makes sense that some, and this isn't necessarily the danciest of songs, which I mean, we can certainly equate into bangerability. Yeah, I mean, we need the dance. It, it needs to be able to rock a middle school dance. I set it up. Okay, but then how are you dancing to back here? You do, slow That's dance, just some baby. swing. Yeah, no, you get that slow dance on. This is not a slow dance song. It's not. No, it's bad. But I just, I think this <laughs> is more likely to play at a middle school dance. Is the point I'm trying to make. Go back to your original any, point. About I promise you that. Fucked up. I promise you it's not, I think 
if you were to look at which one maybe lasted longer at middle school dances, I would say Umbop because I think back here just it comes into our lives and then it gets the fuck out. No, here's the thing that I wanted to point out that made me like this happens in songs. And it's one of my favorite things where the song like by listening to the tone of the song, you're like, sweetheart, take him back. Like, this is a good dude. He wrote you a song. No, it's, you should be with this, this man. Is the pin- <laughs> you listen to the lyrics is the pinnacle of fuckboy bullshit. It's like, yeah, come it, back or I will kill myself. Well, and also I love when they, when they out themselves. Cause the whole time you're like, oh, you probably, yeah, man. Like just come back to him. And then he's like, in the first verse, it's pretty fine. But by second verse, he goes, so I told you lies, even made you cry. Baby, I was so wrong. Girl, I promise you now my love is true. This is where my heart belongs. You're like, wait, can we back that up? <laughs> you openly are like, I, I lied a ton to you, girl. Like, let's be honest. I, uh, I am a giant- My name is not even BB Mac. Uh, it's actually just Christopher. Um, so I'm a huge fuck point, boy. I've been fucking on the, on the wreck. M- made but, you cry. But if and he's, like, I'm sorry I made you cry. And if you don't come back to me, I will kill myself. I will. You want that responsibility? Off. That's your fault. That's on you now. I put the impetus on you to save my life. And I can't let you go. Like it's one, it's well, and even the fact is, even in the first verse, he lets it known that like, baby set me free from this misery. I can take it no more. So he's on that bullshit. And then he's like, since you ran away, nothing's been the same. Now I know you could say just lyrically, he just chose the a bigger word, but like to say someone ran away from you probably is an indicator that she was like, Hey dude, you're toxic to my life. I need to get the fuck out of here. Like you are really bad for me. I'm going to get the, I'm gone. Do not contact me. Leave me alone. And he's like, was it all the lying and crying I made you do? Why are you, why are you leaving me? Okay. We got to lock one of these bad boys in. All right. I, I gotta go. I mean, I think back here is a fun song. I think it's, I think it's fine. I, but Umbop is, I mean. Umbop's I think iconic. If you think boy bands, it's one of the first ones to pop up. You got your instincts, your Backstreet Boys, but like Mbop's up there. And what I like, the other thing that I like about, well, wait, I'll, I'll, I might save this point. Are you going, are you voting? I'm going Mbop, yeah, Mbop. I'm going Mbop. Are you, will, you're willing for the turmoil inside of your own home? Oh yeah, my wife loves back here. So yeah, well, that's going to be an issue that. when this comes out, but I'll just tell her, I'll, this, we got a couple weeks till it comes out. So I'll just <laughs> tell her that it made it to the final four. She didn't there you go. <laughs> are you just going to re-edit all of our stuff and just, <laughs> I'll listen to it make Cody, I don't remember getting Umbop to the final four. Ah, you did. You did. You did. You did. Remember, you don't really remember a lot of what you say on this show. So no, you did. Which you is true, did. actually. All right. It's true. So it's got- very true. All right. So, so we have on to the lead eight. Elite eight, where it will go up against either LFO Summer Girl or uh Boys to Men's End of the Road. Now. LFO Summer Girls is fucking wild. It is like we didn't start the fire if it was written from the perspective of, of one dude. Of one very douchey dude. Also, I heard my wife was listening to the playlist and she said that Summer Girls- Oh yeah, we should tell the people. There's a playlist. Oh yeah, we made a playlist. Like we, I mean, Nick. Anytime we, do, anytime we do these songs, you know we're going to make you a playlist. So yes, go search FCP Boy Band Bangers. It'll We'll link into it to every social media post, of course. But just make sure, go find it so you can follow along, listen to these songs on here as well. Yes. Uh, so anyway, your point was- Yeah, uh, Summer Girls was written by the guy to just make it- It's like all inside jokes for his friends and that's why he wrote the song. That's why it yeah. doesn't make any sense at all. That doesn't make, it's not supposed I, to make sense. I think, I feel like Summer Girls is one of those songs where I think too many people have spent too much time trying to make it make sense. <laughs> like you spend your life being like, no, 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 no. The reason he calls out uh, Larry Bird and, and Billy Shakespeare is because 
Larry Bird is the Billy Shakespeare of basketball. And it's like, dude, he called him Billy Shakespeare. Like he's not taking it that seriously. (laughs) Uh, I no, I mean, I've always, the one thing about summer girls that has always been wild to me. And I just, and I have to say it, I have to say it out loud is the fact that he knows very few things about this girl. He knows exactly, I think, three things about <laughs> this girl. And so the things that he knows about this girl, you come from Georgia where the peaches are, wait, love to remind me of you because you rock my world. You come from Georgia where the peaches grow, comes from Georgia. They speak, they speak real, they drink lemonade and speak real slow. Maybe racist. We'll just have to just get right past that. Yeah, we're just going to uh, cruise past that one. Other he, other things he knows about her. You love hip hop and rock and roll. These are things that are make sense. You just met this girl over the summer. What are the few things you know about her? You know where she's from. You know some of her interests. Tell me one more thing about her just so I really get to know who this person is. Dad took off when you were four years old. <laughs> <laughs> of all the things. That's all I'm saying. Of all the things that you could list about a girl. I, like... It's maybe, a, a, it's amazing that he didn't just like talk about her body and maybe that's what should be rewarded that he took the time to like- <laughs> Is that how low her? we've come in boy band music that if it's not just <laughs> idolizing their body, we've given them a reward? I, oh. I just think like there were three things you told me about this You girl. love fun three dip things. and cherry Coke. Oh, I get, oh, so <laughs> the order then is wrong. <laughs> you've told something about this girl that I don't know if she needed everyone to know. Like that's maybe something that like on one of those hot summer nights, she was like, yeah, you know, um, I don't know. I guess like when my dad took off, I just, I mean, I was only four. So it's just kind of hard to like have processed that really. And he's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you right. What else you like? <laughs> Fun dip in cherry Coke? Is that, where do you want to, what do you want to talk about here, guy? I just think that that's been forever to me, the wildest part about this song. Now, when we talk about wild songs, Boys to Men, End of the Road is an incredible song. I'm not really big into Boys to Men, so I don't know it that well. I, I've listened well, to all these think, songs again. I've, I've been yes. the playlist, so I know. The no, song. no, 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 no. I know. I think, I mean, boys to men, here's the thing when we, I think their name is, is very appropriate. I mean, we're talking about boy bands here and this was a man group. <laughs> these are grown this, ass men. These were not boys singing songs. You, this thing starts off with the, the smoothest voice you've ever heard. Yeah. Kicks off right away. And then, I mean, I think when this is one of those songs to me that, culturally we only know the chorus i think if you really know this song you you're kind of like whoa what the fuck is going on here <laughs> and just the chorus the chorus is like on the we've come to the, that's me hitting the symbol yeah. it just crashes perfectly to the end of the road and you're like oh this is like one of those great kind of breakup songs where it's about like needing to come to terms with the breakup but at the same time like hating that it's over I think like a lot of people have maybe used it to kind of get through that moment where it's like, Hey, we're at the end of this relationship and it was wonderful. And I love you for everything. We're just not the same it's, people. It's not going to work out anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And that's beautiful. That's a beautiful sentiment. That's not what this song is about <laughs> at all. If you really listen to this song, this song is about, so it, uh, it really kicks off in what is one of my favorite boy band tropes, which is the spoken word middle section or bridge, I guess, where someone just kind of like breaks the fourth wall and starts just talking to you as the audience member. And in this soliloquy, he's like, I'm not going to do it because if I do the voice, it's going to be, it's racist if I do the voice. Yeah. But I'm just going to tell you, he, he tells you the basically like, hey, I know 
that you don't think you and I are going to work out. And I know part of that is because you've been leaving in the middle of the night to go fuck some other dude. And so I under like, but I still love you and I'm going to keep loving you even though you want to fuck other dudes. I'm going like, to, you're like, wait, wait, my guy, wait, hold on. What? She's been cheating on you this whole time. You're going to be this- mine forever. Just wait. I'm, and this is, you this just is need to wait. I commissioned a special cage. It's coming. Yeah. It's not here yet, but it's on the way. <laughs> so I thought I would at least entice you with this song <laughs> and that, and maybe it would keep you here long enough for me to put you in said cage. No, I think it's, it's even sadder than that. It's a, it's a, the song is from the perspective of a man who's like, the girl is, oh, it's not the end of the road, dude. You, you done went over the bridge. Yeah. Like this gone. is done. There, the road was behind you a long time ago. You're going nuts because like, yes, you love this girl so much and it's hard for you to deal with. But like, my man, she was walking out on you, cheating on you. It's, it's when you break, really dig into lyrics, it gets wild. It gets a very wild, like I'm going to wear your skin energy to it. <laughs> I think, I don't know if I necessarily get, there is one singer there's one guy who's doing kind of the background, just riffing. Yeah. Which is great when you have that much, like, that's another thing when we talk about, when you look at boy bands and like where the talent is, I think a lot of people think of like your classic kind of in sync situation where it's like most of the talents at the top with Justin, JC has got a little bit of energy and then the rest are kind of under all of that. Boys and Men is clearly four incredible. It's a quartet. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a full blown quartet. So you have all talented people. So you have one guy just riffing in the background that guy's going nuts that guy he's like oh god you can't leave i ain't never gonna be the same don't do it baby like he's going he's losing his absolute mind over this breakup <laughs> i do love that he... heart. <laughs> i'm gonna take your life um he he's got some great it's funny one of the things especially too about the lyrics is i'm not he like calls it out i can't remember where this is part of the song but he's like i'm not about to go uh go out on and cheat on you just like you did baby <laughs> like but that's all right. I love you anyway. Maybe you will try. This relationship is over, fam. Give up. But, this song, but here's the thing. This song fucking goes. Like, <laughs> I think there's something about when you just hear the passion and the energy and like the talent, it's hard to deny that this song claps. Without lyrical scrutiny, It. I, what's hard though, this is where I'm at, Cody. And I've talked a lot and so I apologize. But there's one last thing I need to say because I don't know where this is going to go. Here's my problem, my bias. Okay. Summer Girls is not only one of my go-to karaoke songs. It also was my go-to. So I would, um, I would, uh, on all my dating profiles, I mentioned karaoke. Like I make it a yeah. big deal that I love doing karaoke because I do. So a lot of times that gets called out by women to be like, do you really like karaoke? And I'm like, oh, you trying to first date karaoke bar? Oh, you think I don't got that energy? In me? <laughs> oh, sweetheart. Uh-uh, don't play this game. You're going to play yourself. You're going to play yourself more than you're going to play your boy. This karaoke game. I'll go. So I'm going to tell an anecdote real quick. We fucking went to a train day in San Francisco, San Francisco, San Diego with Nick. And he (laughs) and his friends brought a carry, like a portable karaoke equipment and did it on a train in front of strangers. Nick will go. Nick will go hard (laughs) in the paint, regardless if there's even, if there isn't a court, he will paint a court himself. Yeah. (laughs) And then I will go hard in that paint. Yeah. Yeah. So what would happen is I would go on the, so I would have, I had a string of like first, second dates where karaoke came up and I would do summer girls. And you tell me that, that this ain't the smoothest shit. I'm just saying, yeah, boy. (laughs) So as we all know, it goes, uh, the last, the last part of every verse is him going, 
when I met you, I said, my name is Rich. You look like that girl from Abercrombie and Fitch. Do you want to know what your boy did? What? He did this. When I met you, I said, my name is Nick. Oh. Point, point out into the crowd. You look like that girl from Abercrombie and Fitch. Oh. Every time. That was, and that was Love Lessons from Nick. Now let's lock in one of these goddamn songs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm, I'm torn here because I like some, I do really love Summer Girls. I think it is a hilarious song, but the, the, I mean, we're talking bangers here. Yeah. I, Boys to Men goes hard. I know that. I'm not super familiar with them, but when I listened to that song, I was like, damn, they getting it. Yeah. Now that I'm looking at the lyrics, I know what they getting is a custom made cage <laughs> oh. and a knife to murder someone. A love murder though. They, it's not a crime of anger. It's a crime of passion. Ah, I'm going to lock in Summer Girls. I'm doing it. Uh, I think it needs to go to a coin toss. I think so too. I think I got to toss it to the, co- I can't, I can't make this decision. All right. We're going to flip. We're going to go, we're going to go to the deciding things. The only way we know how with the American voting coin of 2004 as found on random.org. So let's see here. So it goes LFO. So Cody's LFO. I will represent boys to men, even though we both agree, this is mainly the, we need to let the, the gods decide yeah. this for us. Okay. So we have John Kerry facing up. We have George Bush on the back. It is my determination. I'm going to say, I mean, summer girls got real George Bush energy. <laughs> yeah it does you know well here's the thing here's the thing about summer girls is that it's literally just about cabin and like living like you live in the summer town that people go to and only spend a little bit of time in you know george bush had that summer cabin oh yeah somewhere big time so all right so we're gonna flip harvesting data taking all of my it's all right boys and men boys and men going on to the next round all right boys and men going on to that summer girls i trust me i uh this hurts me just as much as uh, it hurt you. All right. So we have Boys to Men going up against Hanson's Umbop. Bop. Now I'm going to come out the gate. I think the, the men from Boys to Men may be insulted that they're in a boy band category. I don't know. Not because they're not a band of boys, but <laughs> more because I think they take themselves more seriously. Then a boy band would take itself, you know? <laughs> like, I think if you do, once you become, once you take yourself musically seriously enough, you are no longer a boy band. I don't know. I feel like Boys to Men has spent a lot of time, it, and I don't, I should maybe back this up with some kind of information, but I do feel like Boys to Men has been a lot on a lot of these like 90s, like boy band tours, like New Kids on the Block, I know has been coming out doing a ton of, a ton of tours. And I think like Boys to Men has like joined them on these. So I think maybe, and maybe that's just because they got to get that cash that they're like, yeah, that's, right, yeah. you got to get that let's money. Just, yeah. Let's just act like we're, we're a part of this. We weren't really, but you know, we'll act like we are now because yeah, I just feel like, I think that that is, I agree with you. Yeah. That there's some kind of, I wonder, I wonder, yeah. How they feel about all this. Yeah. Right. Are they insulted I, that they're even in this bracket? <laughs> Do, <laughs> I think you're almost implying like, maybe we should just take them out. Yeah, Just because I'm basically it, saying, I'm, like, if they get to the final four and it knows gets to the boys to men, they'll be like, whoa, we were, we, it's, it's in our title. We are men. Men. We're, we went from boys to men. We sing about real adult shit. They do, <laughs> they by the do, way. But, yeah. I know we're talking about just a song by them. Like we're all, we're putting in like what are maybe some of the bigger songs, but we easily could have put in I'll Make Love to You. Yeah. Like that's all, it, based on a little bit of digging, End of the road's a bigger song for them. 
but I'll make love to you could have been here too. That's got, and that would and drastically change the energy of this whole bracket. <laughs> and that was part of why it's like, I don't, I don't know if Cody and I should be talking. I'll make love to you to uh, each other. Cause that energy that, it's infectious. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I think who, I think when we look and it umbop. Do everyone on crush- earth knows umbop. Now we've got, oh, let's talk about infectiousness of this song. It'll, it lasts with you forever. You hear it once, you can now sing along. Mm-hmm. That's something you can't do with End of the Road. I mean, the chorus is easy enough. Like, I mean, it's it's pretty easy. It's although we've come to the end of the road, still I can't let you go. It's not mbop easy. It's unnatural. You belong to me. Mm-bop, I belong to you. See, I don't. That's not even right. But everyone knows what I'm doing. <laughs> that's true. I think. I mean, the crazy thing about mbop to me is that it's hey, it was written by children, and it's. It's, it is really incredible. And I think the other thing I really like about Umbop, like it feels like to me a lot of times people get these big hits and they kind of hate on them. Like they're like, I don't want to do that shit anymore. This isn't my passion. You go watch Hanson now. These dudes are still cranking this song out. Oh yeah, they got like, it. They, do you think it was wild to, when, though? When they were on tour, do you think it was wild when that one brother was like 18 and he's got his like nine-year-old brother with him on tour? And he, you know he's trying to cash in on that Hanson clout. Finally. Yeah. I mean, he'd been waiting six years or four years or however old they were when this song came out. He's got, like, he's got to babysit every night. <laughs> every time. Oh man. That would be the absolute worst part of being in <laughs> is like just the expectation of like, all right, well um, you guys head back to the bus and go play. Video- I don't want to play video games anymore. This woman is crazy out there. Just let me have it. I've been waiting so long. I'm trying to get this trim. Mom. You want to know, you want to know who didn't have to worry about that voice demand. But no, they didn't. Those, those, that was, whoo. Like I said, this song lyrically is wild, wild, wild lyrically. But the energy that they're giving you. Oh, it's there. Yeah. If, if we're just talking, I think to me, part of, and when we talk about what makes a banger, right? What makes a banger? It's got, it's some of it's just energy and passion, especially boy band. I think that's, we'll talk about this throughout this season, but some of these songs just lack heart. Like there just ain't no heart in the song. Yeah. And Boys and Men is all heart. And I got, and I got to appreciate that. Hanson I got to appreciate that. Infectious bubblegum pop perfection. I would love to know, and I'm sure this is look upable. I'm sure it is. I would, once again, this song is incredibly deep. Like from a, it's arguable. Like it was this written by children, but then outside of that, it's, not only is it incredibly deep, I, but like I said, it's, it really is a meditation on like people coming and going in your life in like that it's, and like, it's all short. We're not here for a long time. We're here for a good time. Yeah. Is the energy I get from it. I wonder how they think about this song as now adults who sing this song. Like how is it more resonant now than it was back then? I find it hard to believe a seven-year-old wrote this goddamn song. (laughs) I, it really does have you know, that energy wild, though, of like, like Papa, of like dad, like your dad was like a failed musician. You're like reading like it, you're, you read the lyrics and you're like, wow, man, this is, there's no reason, wait, this was written by kids. And then you look at the rhyme structure and you're like, maybe, maybe. Like, yeah, it's, <laughs> I, I'm going to go with like that their dad was basically like a James Taylor wannabe. <laughs> like dad, like dad may have like, was like one of those guys who was like always this close to getting a record deal. But then like James Taylor would come out with a new album. They're like, yeah, we don't really need your energy, man. Like we got Bob Dylan, we got James Taylor. And he's like, but I'm, fuck, I'm writing genius shit here, man. I'm talking about, listen to this. You have so many relationships in this life. Only one or two will last. 
you go through all this pain and strife, then you turn your back and they gone so fast. That's really like, that's great. Like you said, Cody, but when you sing that song, that's just lyrically. When you sing the song, it's just like, like it doesn't have the same energy as look at the lyrical depth here. I'm going to read one to you. Badu bop, badu bop, badu bop, badu bop, badu Badu. Oh yeah. Badu. <laughs> That's that gets in there. I think this is why the dad never made it was because he wasn't good at chorus structure. If only, so a lot of if his was just scatting scat. the chorus. Dad, stop yeah. trying to scat. That's not. Dad, scatting. it's really offensive. It's really offensive when you scat, Dad. <laughs> but but you know who can scat? Tiny little boys. All right. And we're like, who That's are we adorable. locking in? Who are we locking in? Ugh. I'm going with bubblegum pop bullshit. I'm gonna lock it in up. I gotta go boys to men. It's totally and, understandable and probably a better choice than what I, I No, I think both of these are, I mean, these are huge songs too. Like when we talk, like some of the songs that we're gonna talk about won't have had this, the mass success of these other songs. Yeah. Like we're, these songs, these songs came out almost, at least, almost three decades ago. And these still have over 200 million downloads essentially on like Spotify. Yeah. So like these songs are massive and will always be massive. I just got to give it to my boys in boys to men. This song goes just so hard and hits you in all okay. the, in all the right. Well, spots. we got to so, go to the coin yet again. You're the, so least, I, I think you're nine versus one. I'm, yeah, I'm still, yeah. This, uh, boy, I mean, Umbas number one seat. Yeah. So uh, do we respect the seating this time? We never have before. <laughs> <laughs> do we care about it now? Do we, do we now want to go back to saying that we really would push that one seeds deserve some kind of credit? Do you remember when we did I, that those first two seasons? It was a very interesting structure to say the least. It was very, it was an interesting way. Of, I just think we lost all passion for the argument. I think we were just cowards back then. Yeah, that's true. All right. So here we are. John Kerry facing up. We got George Bush. I gotta, uh, I don't know if I want to, I don't think I can ever in good conscience have a group of black men represented by George Bush. So we're going to stick with John Kerry as uh, the representative for boys to men. We are flipping ah, George Bush once again. All right. So Umbop has moved into the final four and that is it for this episode, folks. Thank you so much for listening to friendly competition podcast. If you want to help out your boys, a few things that you can do, tell a friend that's, that's the thing I haven't been saying this whole fucking time, Cody. That's what I've been missing. You gotta tell friends. You got, that's literally the most important thing. Tell, I don't what, know how I keep forgetting. Please tell a friend that doesn't already know about the show. Oh yeah, it feels like we have a really good community that is telling each other and we've kept it real. It's I, tight. I, it's, we got a real good core of you all that we love you and appreciate you. Yeah. Now tell someone else, tell your like grandma, maybe not. Unless your grandma's down. And yeah, well, tell all down grandmas. That's really the demographic that Cody and I are really shooting for is that grandma demographic. Because <laughs> I think they would love us. I think they'd be like, these boys, they're so fun. I think so, we, I think we swear too much, but. Uh, well, that's why, that's why the grandma has to be down. Anyway, tell someone. We'd really appreciate that. Wherever you're listening to this, rate, review, subscribe, follow, all of those things. Trust me, they are more helpful than you think. And then uh, wherever you see us on social media, also just give a like to any posts that you see from FCP or Cody and I sharing them. Yep. Once again, those kind of spread the web a little bit more of, or cast the net a little wider so more people can see them. Yep. And while you're on the internet, make sure you follow us on all of our social media accounts so you can like our stuff. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Just look up at Friendly Comp 
pod. If you have an idea for a whole 16 team tournament that you'd like to see us do, email those to us at friendlycompetitionpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can go to our website, friendlycompetitionpodcast.com and go to contact and you can submit through there as well. And as always, shout outs to Charizard for that intro and outro music. If you want to listen to more of their stuff, head on over to Bandcamp, type in Charizard and replace the vowels with sixes. That is it for this episode. Group B going to drop on Wednesday. But until then, I've been Nick Keller. And I'm Cody Lena. See you on the boat. Bye.